Homeland, Part 4, Gwenhyver. What eyes are these that see the pain I know in my innermost soul? What eyes are these that see the twisted strides of my kindred led on in the wake of toys unbridled, arrow, bolt, and sword tip? Yours, I, yours, straight run and muscled spring, soft on padded paws, sheath claws, weapons rested for their need, stained not by frivolous blood or murderous deceit. Face to face, my mirror, reflection in a still pool by light, would that I might keep that image upon this face mine own. Would that I might keep that heart within my breast untainted. Hold tight to the proud honor of your spirit, mighty Gwenhyver, and hold tight to my side, my dearest friend, Drizd Duarden. Chapter 17 Homecoming Drizd was graduated, formally, on schedule, and with the highest honors in his class. Perhaps Matron Malice had whispered into the right ears, smoothing over her son's indiscretions, but Drizzt suspected that more likely none of those present at the ceremony of graduation even remembered that he had left. He moved through the decorated gate of House to Arden, drawing stairs from the common soldiery, and over to the cavern floor beneath the balcony. So, I am home he remarked under his breath. For whatever that means. After what happened in the Drider lair, Drizzt wondered if he would ever view House to Arden as his home again. Matron Malice was expecting him. He didn't dare arrive late. It's good to see that you are home, Breeza said to him when she saw him rise up over the balcony's railing. Drizzt stepped tentatively through the entryway besides his eldest sister, trying to get a firm grasp of his surroundings. Home, Breeza called it. But to Driz, House to Arden seemed as unfamiliar as the academy had on his first day as a student. Ten years was not such a long time in the centuries of life a drow elf might know. But to Driz, more than a decade of absence now separated him from this place. Maya joined them in the great corridor leading to the chapel anteroom. Greetings, Prince Driz, she said and Driz couldn't tell if she was being sarcastic or not. We have heard of the honors you achieved in melee match there. Your skill did House Duarden proud. In spite of her words, Maya could not hide a derisive chuckle as he finished the thought. Glad I am that you did not become a drider food. Drizzt glare stole the smile from her face. Maya and Breeza exchanged concerned glances. They knew of the punishment Verna had put upon their youngest brother, and of the vicious scolding he had received at the hands of Matron Malice. They each cautiously rested a hand on their snake whips, not knowing how foolish their dangerous young brother might have become. It was not Matron Malice or Driz's sisters that now had Driz measuring every step before he took it. He knew where he stood with his mother, and knew what he had to do to keep her appeased. There was another member of the family, though, that evoked both confusion and anger in Drizzt. Of all of his kin, only Zach Nefane pretended to be what he was not. As Drizzt made his way to the chapel, he glanced anxiously down every side passage, wondering when Zach would make an appearance. "'How long before you leave for patrol?' Maya asked, pulling Drizzt away from his contemplations. Two days. 
Driss replied absently, his eyes still darting from shadow to shadow. Then he was in the anteroom door, with no sign of Zack. Perhaps the weapons master was within, standing beside Malice. "'We know of your indiscretions,' Breeza snapped, suddenly cold, as she placed her hand on the latch of the anteroom's door. Drizzt was not surprised by her outburst. He was beginning to expect such explosions from the high priestesses of the Spider Queen. "'Why could you not just enjoy the pleasures of the ceremony?' Maya added. We are fortunate that the mistresses and the matron of the academy were too involved with their own excitement to note your movements. You would have brought great shame upon the entire house. You might have placed matron Malice in Loth's disfavor, Breeza was quick to add. The best thing I ever could do for her, Drizzt thought. He quickly dismissed the notion, remembering Breeza's uncanny proficiency at reading minds. Let us hope he did not. Maya said grimly to her sister. The tides of war hang thick in the air. I have learned my place, Drizzt assured them. He bowed low. Forgive me, my sisters, and know that the truth of the drow world is fast opening before my young eyes. Never will I disappoint House to Arden in such a way again. So pleased were his sisters at the proclamation that the ambiguity of Drizzt's words slipped right past them. Then... Drizzt, not wanting to push his luck too far, also slipped past them, making his way through the door, noting with relief that Zack Nefane was not in attendance. "'All praises to the Spider Queen!' Breeza yelled after him. Drizzt paused and turned to meet her gaze. He bowed low a second time. "'As it should be,' he muttered. Creeping behind the small group, Zack had studied Driss every move, trying to measure the toll a decade at the academy had exacted on the young fighter. Gone now was the customary smile that lit Driss's face. Gone, too, Zack supposed, was the innocence that had kept this one apart from the rest of Menza Boronson. Zack leaned back heavily against the wall in the side passage. He'd caught only portions of the conversation at the anteroom door. Most clearly he had heard Driss' heartfelt accord with Briz's honoring of Loth. "'What have I done?' the weapons master asked himself. He looked back around the bend in the main corridor, but the door to the anteroom was already closed. "'Truly, when I look upon the drow, the drow warrior that was my most treasured, I shame for my cowardice,' Zack lamented. "'What has Driz lost?' "'that I might have saved.' "'He drew his smooth sword from its scabbard, "'his sensitive fingers running the length of the razor edge. "'A finer blade you would be "'had you tasted the blood of Drizduarden. "'To deny this world, our world, "'another soul for its taking. "'To free that one from the unending torments of life.' "'He lowered the weapon's tip to the floor. "'But I am a coward.' he said. I have failed in the one act that could have brought meaning to my pitiful existence. The second boy of House to Arden lives, it would appear, but Driz to Arden, my two hands, is long dead. Zack looked back to the emptiness where Drizzt had been standing, the weapons master's expression suddenly a grimace. Yet this pretender lives, a drow warrior, 
Zack's weapon clanged to the stone floor, and his hand slumped down to be caught by the embrace by its open palms, the only shield Zack Duarden had ever found. Drizzt spent the next day at rest, mostly in his room, trying to keep out of the way of the other members of his immediate family. Malice had dismissed him without a word in their initial meeting, but Drizzt did not want to confront her again. Likewise, he had little to say to Breeza and Maya, fearing that sooner or later they would begin to understand the true connotations of his continuing stream of blasphemous responses. Most of all, though, Driz did not want to see Zach Nefane, the mentor he'd once thought of as his salvation against the realities around him, the one glowing light in the darkness that was Menza Baranzen. That, too, Driz believed, had only been a lie. On his second day home, when Narbondal, the time clock of the city, had just begun its cycle of light, the door to Driz's small chamber swung open, and Breeza walked in. "'An audience with Matron Malice,' she said grimly. A thousand thoughts rushed through Driz's mind as he grabbed his boots and followed his oldest sister down the passageway to the house chapel. Had Malice and the others discovered his true feelings toward their evil deity?' What punishments did they now have waiting for him? Unconsciously, Drizzt eyed the spider carvings on the chapel's arched entrance. You should be more familiar and more at ease with this place, Brisa scolded, noting his discomfort. It is the place of our people's highest glories. Drizzt lowered his gaze and did not respond, and was careful not to even think of the many stinging retorts he felt in his heart. His confusion doubled when they entered the chapel. Verizon, Maya, and Zach Nefane stood before the matron mother, as expected. Beside them, though, stood Dinan and Verna. "'We are all present,' Breeza said, taking her place at the mother's side. "'Kneel,' Malice commanded, and the whole family fell to its knees. The matron mother paced slowly around them all, each pointedly dropping his or her eyes in reverence, or just in common sense, as the great lady walked by. Malice stopped by Drizzt. "'You are confused by the presence of Dinan and Verna,' she said. Drizzt looked up at her. "'Do you not yet understand the subtle methods of our survival?' "'I had thought that my brother and sister were to continue on at the Academy,' Drizzt explained. "'That would not have been to our advantage,' Malice replied." "'Does it not bring a house strength to have mistresses and masters seated in the academy?' Drizzt dared to ask. "'It does,' replied Malice. "'But it separates the power. You have heard tidings of war?' "'I have heard hintings of trouble,' said Drizzt, looking over at Verna, though nothing more tangible. "'Hinting?' Malice "'huffed, angered that her son could not understand the importance. "'There are more than most houses ever here before the blade falls.' "'She spun away from Drizzt and addressed the whole group. "'The rumors hold truth,' she declared. "'Who?' asked Breeza. "'What house conspires against House Tuaden?' "'None behind us in rank,' Dinan replied, "'though the question had not been asked to him, "'and it was not his place to speak unbidden.' "'How do you know this?' Malice asked, letting the oversight pass. Malice understood Dinan's value and knew that his contributions to this discussion would prove important. 
We are the ninth house in the city, Dinan reasoned. But among our ranks, we claim four high priestesses, two of them former mistresses of Arak Tenilith. He looked at Zack. We have, as well, two former masters of Mele Maj Thea, and Drizzt was awarded the highest laurels from the School of Fighters. Our soldier numbers, nearly four hundred, are skilled and battle-tested. Only a few houses claim more. What is your point? Breeza asked sharply. We are the ninth house, Dinan laughed, but few above us could defeat us. And none behind, Matron Malice finished for him. You show good judgment, elder boy. I have come to the same conclusions. One of the great houses fears House Duarden, Verna concluded. It needs us gone to protect its own position. That... "'Is my belief,' Malice answered. "'An uncommon practice, for family wars usually are initiated by the lower-ranking house, "'desiring a better position within the city's hierarchy.' "'Then we must take great care,' Breeza said. "'Driz listened carefully to these words, trying to make sense of it all. "'His eyes never left Zach Nefane, though, who knelt impassively at the side.' What did the callous weapons master think of all this? Driz wondered. Did the thought of such a war thrill him that he might be able to kill more dark elves? Whatever his feelings, Zack gave no outward clue. He sat quietly and, by all appearances, was not even listening to the conversation. It would not be Ben Ray, Breeza said, her words sounding like the plea for confirmation. Certainly, we've not yet become a threat to them. We must hope that you are correct, Malice replied grimly, remembering vividly her tour of the ruling house. Likely it is one of the weaker houses above us, fearing its own unsteady position. I have not yet been able to learn any incriminating information against anyone in particular, so we must prepare for the worst. Thus... I have called Werner and Dinan back to my side. If we learn of our enemies, Drizzt began impulsively. All eyes snapped upon him. It was bad enough for the elder boy to speak without being addressed, but for the second boy, just graduated from the academy, the act could be considered blasphemous. Wanting all perspectives, Matron Malice again let the oversight slide. Continue she prompted. If we discover which house plots against us, Driz said quietly, could we not expose it? To what end? Breeza snarled at him. Conspiracy without action is no crime. Then we might use reason, Driz pressed, continuing against the barrage of incredulous glares that came at him from every face in the room except for Zack's. If we are the stronger, then let them submit without battle. Rank House Duarden as it should be, and let the assumed threat to the weaker house be ended. Malice grabbed Driz by the front of his cloak and heaved him to his feet. I forgive your foolish thoughts, she growled. This time! She dropped him back to the floor, and the silent reprimands of his siblings descended upon him. Again, though, Zack's expression did not match the others in the room. Indeed, Zack put a hand over his mouth to hide his amusement. 
Perhaps there remained a bit of the Drizduarden that he had known. He dared to hope. Perhaps the Academy had not fully tainted the young fighter's spirit. Malice whirled on the rest of the family, simmering fury, lust growing her eyes. This is not the time for fear. This, she cried, a slender finger pointing out from the front of her face, is the time to dream. We are House to Arden, Dermineshers Bernin, of power beyond the understanding of the great houses. We are the unknown entity of this war. We hold every advantage. Ninth house? She laughed. In short time, only seven houses will remain ahead of us. What are the patrol? Brisa cut in. Are we to allow the second boy to go off alone, exposed? The patrol will be our advantage, the conniving matron explained. Drizzt will go, and included in his group will be a member of at least four of the houses above us. But one may strike at him, Brisa reasoned. No, Malice assured her. Our enemies in the coming war would not reveal themselves so clearly. Not yet. The appointed assassin would have to defeat two Duardens in such a confrontation. Two? asked Werner. Again, Loth has shown us in her favor, explained Malice. Dinan will lead Driz's patrol group. The elder boy's eyes lit up at the news. Then Drizzt and I might become the assassins in this conflict, he purred. The smile disappeared from the matron mother's face. You will not strike without my consent, she warned in a tone so cold that Dinan fully understood the consequences of disobedience. As you have done in the past. Drizzt did not miss the reference to Nalfane, his murdered brother. His mother knew. Malice had done nothing to punish her murderous son, now Drizzt's hand went up to his face to hide an expression of horror that only could have brought him trouble in this setting. "'You are there to learn,' Matron Malice said to Dinan, "'to protect your brother as Drizzt is there to protect you. Do not destroy our advantage for the gain of a single kill.' An evil smile found its way back onto her bone-hued face. "'But if you learn of our enemy,' she said, if the proper opportunity presents itself, Brisa finished, guessing her mother's wicked thoughts and throwing an equally vile smile the matron's way. Malice looked upon her eldest daughter with approval. Brisa would prove a fine successor for the house. Dinan's smile became wide and lascivious. Nothing pleased the elder boy of House to Arden more than the opportunity for an assassination. Go then, my family, Malice said. Remember that unfriendly eyes are upon us, watching our every move, waiting for the time to strike. Zack was the first out of the chapel, as always, this time with an added spring in his step. It wasn't the prospects of fighting another war that guided his moves, though the thought of killing more clerics of the Spider Queen certainly pleased him. Rather, Drizzt display of naivete. His continued misconceptions of the common wheel of the drow existence brought Zack hope. Drizzt watched him go, thinking Zack's strides reflected his desire to kill. Drizzt didn't know whether to follow and confront the weapons master here and now, or to let it pass, to shrug it away as readily as he had dismissed most of the cruel world around him. 
The decision was made for him when Matron Malice stepped in front of him and kept him at the chapel. "'To you I say this,' she began when they were alone. "'You have heard the mission I placed upon your shoulders. I will not tolerate failure!' Drizzt shrank back from the power of her voice. "'Protect your brother!' came the grim warning, or I shall give you to Loth for judgment. Drizzt understood the implications, but the matron took the pleasure to spell them out anyway. You would not enjoy life as a drider. A lightning blast cut across the still black waters of the underground lake, searing the heads of the approaching water trolls. Sounds of battle echoed through the cavern. Drizzt had one monster, Scrags they were called, cornered on a small peninsula, blocking the wretched thing's path back to the water. Normally, a single drow faced off evenly against the water troll would not have the advantage, but as the others of the patrol group had come to see in the past few ten days, Drizzt was no ordinary young drow. The Scrag came on, oblivious to its peril. A single blinding movement from Drizzt lopped off the creature's reaching arms. Drizzt moved in quickly for the kill, knowing too well the regenerative powers of trolls. Then, another scrag slipped out of the water at his back. Drizzt had expected this, but he gave no outward indication that he saw the second scrag coming. He kept his concentration ahead of him, driving deep slashes into the maimed and all but defenseless troll's torso. Just as the monster behind him was about to latch its claws down upon him, Drizzt fell to his knees and cried, "'Now!' The concealed panther, crouched in the shadows at the peninsula's base, did not hesitate. One great stride brought Gwenhyver into position, and it sprang, crashing heavily onto the unsuspecting scrag, tearing the life from the thing before it could respond to the attack. Drizzt finished off his troll and turned to admire the panther's work. He extended his hand, and the great cat nuzzled it. How well the two fighters had come to know each other, thought Drizzt. Another blast of lightning thundered in, this one close enough to steal Drizzt's sight. Gwenhyver, Massage Hanet, the bolt caster cried, to my thigh. The panther managed to brush against Drizzt's leg as it moved to obey. When his vision returned, Drizzt walked off to the other direction, not wanting to view the scolding that Gwenhyver always seemed to receive when he and the cat worked together. Massage watched Drizzt's back as he went wanting to put a third bolt right between the young Duarden's shoulder blades. The wizard of house, Hanette, did not miss the specter of Dinan Duarden off to the side, watching with more than casual glances. "'Learn your loyalties!' Massage snarled at Gwenhyver. Too often the panther left the wizard's side to join in combat with Drizzt. Massage knew that the cat was better complement to the moves of a fighter, but he knew, too, the vulnerability of a wizard involved in spellcasting." Massage wanted Gwenhyver at his side, protecting him from enemies. He shot another glance at Dinan, and friends alike. He threw the statue to the ground at his feet. "'Be gone!' he commanded. In the distance, Drizzt had engaged another scrag and made short work of it as well. Massage shook his head as he watched the display of swordsmanship. Every day, Drizzt grew stronger. "'Give the order to kill him soon, Matron Thinefei!' Massage whispered. The young wizard did not even know how much longer he would be able to carry out the task. Massage wondered whether he would win the fight even now. Drizzt shielded his eyes as he struck a torch to seal the dead troll's wounds. 
Only fire ensured that Trules would not recuperate, even from the grave. The other battles had died away as well, Driz noted, and he saw the flames of torches springing up all across the bank of the lake. He wondered if all the twelve drow companions had survived, though. He also wondered if he truly cared. Others were more than ready to take their places. Driz knew that the only companion who really mattered, Gwenhyver, was safely back in its home on the astral plane. "'Form a guard!' came Dinan's echoing command as the slave goblins and orcs moved in to search for troll treasure and to salvage whatever they might of the scrags. When the fires had consumed the scrags he set ablaze, Drizzt dipped his torch back into the black water, then paused for a moment to let his eyes readjust to the darkness. "'Another day,' he said softly. "'Another enemy defeated.' He liked the excitement of patrolling, the thrill of the edge of danger, and the knowledge that he was now putting his weapons to use against vile monsters. Even here, though, Driz could not escape the lethargy that had come to pervade his life, the general resignation that marked his every step. For, though his battles seemed these days were fought against the horrors of the Underdark, monsters killed out of necessity, Driz had not forgotten the meeting in the chapel of House to Arden. He knew that his scimitar soon would be put to use against the flesh of drow elves. Saknafane looked out over Menzoboranzen, as he so often did when Driz's patrol group was out of the city. Zack was torn between wanting to sneak out of the house to fight at Driz's side, and hoping that the patrol would return with news that Driz had been slain. Would Zack ever find the answer to the dilemma of the youngest Duarden? he wondered. Zack knew that he could not leave the house. Matron Malice was keeping a very close eye on him. She sensed his anguish over Drist, Zack knew, and she most definitely did not approve. Zack was often her lover, but they shared little other than that. Zack thought back to the battles that he and Malice had fought over Verna, another child of common concern, centuries before. Verna was a female, her fate sealed from the moment of her birth, and Zack could do nothing to halt the assault of the Spider Queen's overwhelming religion. Did Malice fear that he might have better luck influencing the actions of a male child? Apparently, the matron did, but even Zack was not so certain if her fears were justified. Even he couldn't measure his influence over Drizzt. He peered out over the city now, silently watching for the patrol group's return, waiting, as always, for Drizzt's safe return but secretly hoping that his dilemma would be ended by the claws and fangs of a lurking monster.